Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. From the HSE. The 11 to 1 show. A new pop-up shop in Dublin city centre is open today, especially for Valentine's Day. More on this after Irene Cara on 11 to 1. Irene Cara, what a feeling. Happy Valentine's Day. It is 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. You can get in touch. 086 1800 658. Oh, the men in my house, they love the holidays. It could be any kind of a holiday, not just like, you know, the big ones like Christmas. Any sort of a day in our house that is some sort of holiday theme attached to it. The husband and the son, (laughs) the men in my life, they will grasp it enthusiastically. And this morning I came down the stairs to flowers, cut out love hearts, the whole shebang. You know, the little tea lights with the love, the kind of roses, all this going on on the kitchen table. I mean, you know, you have to you have to hand it to them. They will get behind a holiday no matter how much it is promoted by Hallmark. But it was very much appreciated this morning and I was very surprised very surprised to come down to all of that in the kitchen. Today is Valentine's Day. I hope you are being spoiled by the loved one in your life. Or do you know what? It's a day for self-love. That's what I'm going to say as well. Forget about, you know, if you're not in a relationship. So what? Self-love. That is the important today as well. And we're going to be chatting about that a little bit later on. But also today is very important to look out for different things like red flags in relationships. And I had to mention this in the show today because a new pop-up shop has opened in Dublin city centre and it is very much aiming to challenge young people's perception, particularly of romance and shine a light on relationship red flags. So Women's Aid, National Organisation Supporting Women, they have opened up this shop on Valentine's Day. It is their campaign Two Into You, it's called, and it's teaching young women in particular about the difference between healthy and unhealthy relationships. So they say um, that they choose Valentine's Day because often, you know, abuse can hide in relationships that might appear, appear kind of romantic on the surface. So she says their hope is that it prompts reflection and discussion about young people and how they are treated in their intimate relationships. Very important, very important to have this. Uh, so it is open in Dublin city centre. So if you're working up there, you're in the city centre today, pop in and take a look. It is all part of their two into you campaign. Now don't worry I'm not going to be too sort of over the top lovey-dovey today you know there's a little bit of romance of course we have to have that on Valentine's Day and you might recall earlier this week we were talking about the most romantic locations and Navin came in at number four in the top ten so we sent Brian 
out and about on the streets to find out more. We're going to be bringing you that report a little bit later on. And look, at we have to have the odd romantic song in there as well. Here's Codaline with the one. Oh, he'll be preparing for a big wedding after popping the question over the Christmas. Steve there, Codaline, you are the one on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, apparently, though, that song, as romantic as it is, it is not popping up here as uh, the most, uh, the top most romantic songs on Spotify. Mm, no, not at all. There is somebody that you won't be surprised popping in at number one and in again, I think, at number five as well on Most Romantic Love Songs. I'm going to be talking about that. Plus, I've got music from Tate McRae and we're hitting the streets in Navin. The 11 to 1 show. It seems she has been knocked off the top spot, yeah. And I... Mm. We'll always love you. Well, no, we won't really, actually, Whitney Houston, because you're not in there. You're not in the top spot here for the most romantic songs. Yeah, I've discovered this. And it's a guy with ginger hair has knocked Queen Whitney off the top. Yeah, Ed Sheeran, he can write songs, but apparently he can help steal hearts. Yeah, this is a new study, QR Code Generator. They've really revealed the top songs featured in romantic playlists and uh, Ed Sheeran's perfect claims the number one spot with 2.7 billion streams worldwide. And he also pops up in 129 times in playlists. You know... Just a few times. Just a few. Sorry, Whitney. Uh, the song also appears in the top 100 songs in wedding playlists with the tune claiming the second most uh, popular song as well on, on the, the, the weddings. So like, you know, first dances, that kind of stuff. So perfect. Perfect by Ed Sheeran. Coming in at number two at the top there. All of me, John Legend, still there. Like that song is out a good while. That's in there. 120 occurrences in playlists. Entitled Love Songs. So he's in there alongside uh, Ed Sheeran. Also joining them, still with the men, James Arthur's Say You Won't Let Go. That's in there in third place. That's appearing in 98 playlists and it's gotten uh, 2.6 billion streams as well. Fourth place, this is a little bit of left field one. Uh, The Arctic Monkeys, I Want to Be Yours. That's in there. Uh, Then Ed Sheeran comes back in. As if number one wasn't enough for him. He's coming in with number five as well, thinking out loud. Claiming the sixth spot. Still no Whitney, by the way. We have Right Here Waiting by Richard Marks. Ah, yeah, that's a great one. That's in there. Apparently that song was uh, written uh, by Richard Marks as a love letter to his wife, making it the perfect song for Valentine's Day. Oh, finally, here she is. We have Whitney Houston coming in in the seventh spot. Seventh, she's coming in with I Will Always Love You. Then coming in eight foreigners. I want to know what love is. Great song. Uh, coming in ninth, joint ninth, we had uh, Peter Cetera's Glory of Love and Ruth B's uh, Dan, 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 Dandelions even. And then rounding off the list, Callum Scott's You Are The Reason. But there you go. Ed Sheeran, number one and number five on the playlists. No Whitney. I don't know. Shocking. But I'd say, look, you can still stick her in there. It's a classic. It is a classic love song. It really is. Now, not a classic love song, but fast becoming very popular. Here's Tate McRae with Greedy on 11. 
Tate McRae, greedy. It's about a potential relationship, you know, like like will we, won't we kind of vibe. There you go. Uh, now, we were talking about this earlier on this week and Navintown, you're ranked number four on the top list of the, the top 10 most romantic locations in Ireland. We had to find out if that was true. So we sent our Brian out on the streets of Navin to find out. Well, Sinead, it was reported last week that one of the most romantic places, Navin. So forget about your Paris, forget about your Vienna's, your Rome's and all these romantic places around the world. Officially, fourth most romantic place in Ireland is Navin itself, making it the most romantic place in the northeast. So I've come to Navin itself to find out what makes Navin people so romantic and what they're going to be doing for this Valentine's Day. Have you any plans for Valentine's Day? No, I haven't actually. No, I haven't. That's the honest answer to that. I'm getting too old for Valentine's Day. Never too old for Valentine's Day. <laughs> will, will, will himself be getting you some for Valentine's Day, do you reckon? I wouldn't think so. You don't no. think so? Because Navin... So. Because Navin was voted the fourth most romantic place, and so far it's not very romantic. Well, we don't live in Navin. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good reason. Where are you from? I'm from Beliva. That's kind of close enough. Kind of close enough, yes. So people in Beliva aren't very romantic then, no? Oh, I'm sure there's some romantics around. <laughs> I haven't met them yet. Me on uh, the Viking Splash Tour Viking up, splash in, up tour in Dublin. <laughs> the Viking Splash Tour, that's not very romantic now. I think it's kind of meme it's funny. Like that. He thinks I'll laugh, and I suppose I will. Um, because I, I, I kept telling him I didn't, telling him I didn't want to do it. So. I, I will say that she was extraordinarily, extraordinarily disappointed. <laughs> Luckily, I have, I have one or two other plans as well. Oh, you've other plans, so you have the flowers and all that planned. Oh yeah. Flowers got already. Oh, flowers yeah. got already. Yeah, we 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 have to celebrate it today because we can't celebrate it tomorrow. So She's going uh, to a, a rave, and I'm uh, 31 years of age, <laughs> so I, I can't do that. <laughs> You're walking on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Oh, will you not do ironing at all? No flowers? Because you have flowers in your hand, chocolate flowers. Oh, they're for the kids to give to other kids in their classes. So you're not going to do ironing? You're just going to walk on Valentine's just Day? Going to work and be busy out and work. Because Navin was voted the fourth most romantic place in the country, you know that? Well, I'll be serving all the romancers. Um, we're just going to stay at home and um, cook dinner, a nice meal. Or nice we, romantic meal. Yeah, we used to go out years ago, you know, and you get the flour with your dinner and everything, but uh, just stay at home at the weekend and we go out. But I have his chockies in the bag here and his card. Oh, you have his stuff? Will he have no stuff for you now? As long as he had a card for me, he's safe. A card, no sweets, no flowers? No, refuse to pay the price of flowers this time of year. <laughs> I get flowers out, you know, every week anyway, but I just won't pay the old odds. He's romantic all the time. He doesn't just Valentine's No, 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 he's very good. Yeah, yeah. So he knows I love the flowers and love to have them delivered. <laughs> oh, I tell you, he's a true romantic. <laughs> yes. he's, he's, is he from Navin himself? No, we're both from Dublin, yeah. Well, we're longer in Navin than we were in Dublin, but we still say we're from So, so, so you, you've come into Navin and you've seen the romance that is in right Navin? Yes, it's, it's spreading. So, Sinead, I'm here at Infinity Flowers in Navin Shopping Centre. And what's your name? Yolanda. Yolanda. Navin has been voted the fourth most romantic place. And you have a flower shop here. So, can I ask, are men being romantic? Are we selling a lot of flowers here? We're selling a lot of flowers, a lot of dozen red roses. And the Navin man is very romantic. 
Very romantic. So the romance is in County Me in Navan. Definitely. What about yourself? Will you be doing anything for Valentine's Day? Maybe at the weekend. At the weekend. You're just going to wait till the weekend because yes. you're going to be too busy Absolutely. selling flowers. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. My name is Yarita. Will you be doing anything for uh, Valentine's Day? Oh, I think so, dear. I'd be very rela- relaxing in home. That's what my plan. <laughs> it's going to be relaxing, taking yeah. it easy. And what about flowers and chocolates? No, I hope my husband will be buying for me. Will he? Yes. Oh, very nice. I will be sure. I will be hope. Cormac, Valentine's Day, are you buying a Valentine's present for anyone today? Uh, no. <laughs> no? What about your mommy? Is she getting anything for Valentine's Day? Yeah, she's getting a card for my dad. Is she? Has she got the card yet? Uh, no, she's going to get it today, though. Do you reckon that your dad's going to buy her any flowers or anything like that? Uh, no. <laughs> no? No. Will I ask mom what she's going to do for Valentine's Day, will I? Yeah. Mom, Valentine's Day, Navin was voted the fourth most romantic place in the whole country. So what are you doing for Valentine's Day? That's news to me. Uh, well, I'd probably make a nice cake for my husband and my kids. And actually, we have an exercise class Valentine's night. So that's what we're going to be doing. We're going up to Simonstown to do some exercise. That's not really romantic, is it? It probably isn't romantic, but we'll do something maybe next weekend. We'll do something nice. No problem. And so you're not going to buy any flowers for anyone? No, 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 no one on your mind? No one you want to buy flowers for now? Uh, I might buy some flowers for my granny. Ah, for your granny. That's good. No, no one at school now, no? <laughs> no. No, you're right. Stay away from girls. You're right. No, that was a definite no. <laughs> yeah, no way. No. No, you're, you're staying away from all Valentine's. It's all yuck, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all yucky, isn't it? <laughs> well, there you go, Sinead. As you can hear, romance is definitely in the air here in Navin. And on that note, I'm waiting to get my Valentine's gifts while I'm here in the country's fourth most romantic place. It must be contagious. <laughs> oh, listen, love is definitely alive in Navin. Thank you so much for that, Brian. And the flower shop, of course, doing really well. Dozens of roses being bought by the men in Navin. Fantastic, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Now, uh, look, at from Valentine's Day, love hearts and chocolates and roses to breakups. Not everybody is doing that great and feeling romantic on Valentine's Day. But help is at hand. We are going to be chatting to Fiona O'Malley. She's CEO of Turn To Me Mental Health Charity and she has some advice for people that are dealing with heartbreak today. The 11 to 1 show. Valentine's Day. Yes, it's not all love hearts, roses and chocolates because many people might be feeling heartbroken today and today can be quite challenging. Well, mental health charity Turn To Me has published some tips for healing heartbreak and the CEO of the charity Fiona O'Malley is back on the line. Fiona, you're very welcome. Thank you so much for joining us again. Thanks so much for having me. Great to have you. Now, it's not all roses and candlelit dinners for two, Fiona. A lot of people today can be, you know, feeling quite overwhelmed. You know, it's kind of everywhere, isn't it? People are posting on Instagram, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose if you've just been through um, a recent breakup, um, whether it was your, your choice or not, it can be quite a difficult period for people. And it can also be very difficult period for people who are feeling lonely, who are looking for love and who feel a little bit isolated um, and it's just so in your face, like there's cupids mm. everywhere, love hearts everywhere, roses everywhere. So for some people, it can be a bit overwhelming um, if they are feeling heartbroken or if they are feeling a uh, little bit isolated. So we have published a list of four tips yep. on how to um, help heal the heartbreak. And the first tip, now you might think it sounds very petty, <laughs> but the first tip is actually to write a list of your ex's faults. Oh, yeah. Um, and 
the, you know, again, it does sound petty, but I suppose the purpose of it is to um, stop yourself from, you know, looking back at those kind of faraway hills that are always greener or looking back at the relationship through rose-tinted glasses. Um, And it can make you, I suppose, accept the reality that you may not have been compatible, that there were serious faults in the, the person or in the relationship that you mightn't have acknowledged at the time. And that in itself can can be quite healing and help you kind of move on and realise that, you know, for for whatever reason, it mightn't have been as as good as as you thought it was. Um, And it can help you accept um, the breakup. Um, The second tip that we have would be to, I suppose, um, focus on yourself and and practice um, a personal development plan. Like that can take lots of different forms. It can take um, the form of signing up for a new course whether it's an educational course or a hobby course, or um, it can take the form of signing up for a 10K run, uh, setting yourself um, uh, a challenge or or visit that country you always wanted to visit or um, maybe finish that book if you always wanted to write one. Um, and then we would also encourage people um, to seek therapeutic support if yep. they need to. Um, a lot of people might think counselling sessions for something like... Um, heartbreak or a breakup might sound like it's something more trivial but actually it's a very real uh, thing for a lot of people it can cause quite a lot of anxiety so there's no harm in signing up for that bit of counselling support if if you need it um, and Turn to Me has really fantastic counsellors that would be available um, if anyone needs that bit of, of support um, during this period. And, and do you know the other thing if uh, the list writing the list which I love by the way I'm all for pettiness uh, you know if that if that doesn't work you can also did you know there's a zoo in Texas where you can name a cockroach or a rat after your ex <laughs> that is brilliant I've never heard of that but that sounds certainly quite quite healing and I'm sure vital for, for some people who may have been through a recent breakup particularly if you you know thought, thought they were unfaithful or something I think a rat named after yeah. for your ex in that in that circumstance would be very very fitting. <laughs> and I'm loving that you've included the the you know the self care routine and the personal growth in in all of this because particularly I think it doesn't really matter what um you know the length the relationship was but you know particularly if you've gone out with somebody for for a long period of time you might have forgotten things that you liked to do maybe yourself or forgotten aspects of of your life because you've been so mm. caught up in say the other person. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not just people who are very codependent or mm. who are totally absorbed in a relationship that that's become like that. I suppose if you share a commonality with your partner, a hobby, that might take a priority in terms of your hobby list or the things you dedicate your time to. Um, and equally, if there's something that your partner has no interest in, for example, going to the theatre mm. or if they have no interest in gardening or something, you say, oh, well, well that will just take a back seat and I'll put that on the back burner. So now is a great time to really, um, I suppose, prioritise yourself and anchor yourself and um, I suppose to, to think, what am I looking for out of life? And what were the things that I kind of um, put on the back burner when I was in, in a relationship that I can now prioritise? So yeah. it doesn't all have to be, I suppose, uh, doom and gloom either. Um, there are people who, you know, after a breakup, they might feel relieved. They might mm. feel um, like, you know, something that was actually quite negative has, has come to an end and that they, they might feel a bit freer. Um, but again, for some people, it can be it can be a tricky period as well. So um, I suppose it's all, it's all about... Um, looking after yourself and prioritising yourself and 
and seeing how you can grow even uh, in the face of adversity. Yeah, and you might feel like, you know, it's kind of the end of the world now, but it could actually be the best thing that's ever happened. Absolutely. Turn to me.ie is uh, the best place for people to go to Fiona, yes? It is indeed, yeah. We offer up to six free counselling sessions to adults in Ireland and we also offer free and unlimited support groups on uh, grief and relationship issues and anxiety as well. So if anyone wants to sign up for any of those services, they're all on turntome.ie. Fantastic, Fiona. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. Bye-bye. Thanks a million. Great tips there. Great tips. I do recommend the uh, rat cockroach scenario. You know what I mean? Why not? It's a good way of... uh, releasing any of that sort of rose-tinted glass, you know, sort of romantic feeling that you might still have. Name a rat after him or her. Michael Jackson, man in the mirror. I spotted an image on Instagram this week. There is going to be a film that uh, is going to be based on Michael Jackson's life and his nephew, Jafar Jackson, is going to be playing the role of the King of the Pop uh, performing uh, that song, actually, from the 1992-1993 Dangerous World Tour. So the photo is Uh, exactly the replica of Michael Jackson performing that at that time and it looks really good. The director behind this is Anton uh, Antoine Fakwa I think is how you pronounce the second name not 100% sure on that one though but he's done the likes of you know Emancipation with Will Smith the Equaliser movies Training Day fantastic director to be behind this and it's uh, Lionsgate and Universal who are also uh, working on this as well but it's um, it looks amazing it looks really good like he looks exactly like Michael Jackson I mean it helps obviously that he's family but it, like the, the uncanny resemblance it's um, yeah it's very very exciting so not sure I think it's going to be next year 2025 but they are building the hype for it already now still sticking with Valentine's Day in the Northeast update and I've got music from Florence and the Machine on the way the 11 to 1 show. Love that version, Flowers in the Machine. You've got the love on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now we're going back to 1929. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 77 On this day, 1929, the St. Valentine's Day massacre happened in Chicago. Seven gangsters killed allegedly on Al Capone's orders. And today, of course, is Valentine's Day. Celebrate the love, love and romance, candy and flowers, dinner and dancing, but even self-love. You know what I mean? Just treat yourself to something today. Valentine's Day. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. There's Paul Brady with Crazy Dreams. After 12, we are going to talk about this very interesting and startling research into women's mental health around the menopause journey. And I'd love to hear from you. So we're going to be talking about this because the National Menopause Summit will be back again the 11th and 12th of April. All the details on the way after 12. The 11 to 1 show. 
I have a little treat for you on the show today, all with thanks to the Village Garden in Blackrock. All the details after Sam Smith. Sam Smith, I'm not the only one on LMFM's 11 to 1. I would say there's a lot of people who have yet to get that special someone in their life. Something nice for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Is that you? Well, listen up, right? Because... The Village Garden in Black Rock, they are going to save your bacon today. They want to give you some Valentine's Day treats. They're fantastic. They're located, by the way, in the beautiful village of Black Rock, County Loud. And uh, they want to sort you out today for Valentine's Day. So some flowers, maybe a little treat as well. What do you have to do? Okay, the first person to call in to the Village Garden in Black Rock, County Loud, right? But you have to also say this. You have to say Happy Valentine's Day, Zoe, from LMFM. Okay, Zoe's in there working away, working hard today. Happy Valentine's Day, Zoe, from LMFM. The first person through the doors of the Village Garden in Black Rock is going to get their Valentine's Day sorted, okay? Off you go. Leg it. Leave your car. Well, maybe in a safe area. Let's cause no accidents on this show. Whatever you're doing, if you're in the Black Rock vicinity, get in the door there. The first person into the village garden in Black Rock is going to get sorted for Valentine's Day. Don't forget to say Happy Valentine's Day, Zoe, from LMFM. Off you go. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Max. Sylvester Stallone was shown a photo of him shadowboxing the Pope from years ago. He explained how it happened to Jimmy Fallon. I was sitting there and everyone was very reverent. It's like, ooh. Yeah, you just feel it, yeah. Yeah, my wife has 15 rosaries. Yeah, I don't know, are you going to sell this stuff? I mean, (laughs) pay for the trip? I don't know. But the Pope, God love him. You know, it looks about 150. You know, it's a good day. Yeah, yeah. good day. They all, all the popes. So he comes and goes, I grew up watching your movies. I'm going. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, let's go. Come on, let's do it right hey, now. Come, come on. on. You want to do a watch my movie? You want to watch my movie? Remember this scene? Remember this one? <laughs> Kylie Minogue has been awarded the Brit's Global Icon Award. She'll be performing at the 2024 Brit Awards live on Saturday the 2nd of March. Zac Efron has been looking back at High School Musical. He said it was one of the best times of his life. It changed changed everything for me. I had just a really great group of friends. It was fun to be out there doing really exciting, fun, music-forward work. It wasn't so serious. Definitely made me very popular, so that was interesting. I remember I could afford to move out of my house and live in L.A. Everything got really interesting from that point forward. That's The Buzz. I'm Max. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Now getting back to the music, here's Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa, Houdini. A whopping 58% of women's mental health and 
38% of women's relationships have been adversely affected during their menopause journey. This is research that the guys behind the National Menopause Summit have uncovered. And by the way, that's a summit which was hugely successful last year in its first year. It's coming back as a two-day symposium on Thursday the 11th and Friday the 12th of uh, April in Dublin's Aviva Stadium. So we're going to find out more about the summit and who's going to be speaking at it. But also we're going to delve into this research as well with founder and co-director of the National Menopause Summit, Sinead McNamara. She's going to join us next. The 11 to 1 show. A whopping 58% of women's mental health and 38% of women's relationships have been adversely affected during their menopause journey. These are just some of the results from the National Menopause Summit's recent survey on perimenopause and menopause in Ireland. Now, this uh, uh, summit has firmly established itself as uh, the largest menopause education, empowerment and advocacy event. And its online service uh, survey sorry, has had over 850 respondents with results revealing how the journey of menopause impacts both personal and their work lives, highlighting the ever-present need for greater awareness and support, including at government level. Joining me now to discuss these findings further is founder and co-director of the National Menopause Summit, Sinead McNamara. She's on the line with us now. Sinead, you're very welcome. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for the opportunity, Sinead. Appreciate it. Great to have you. And we also want to hear from you as well. 086-1800-658 on this. So getting stuck into this, Sinead, 58%. So pretty much over half of the women surveyed say menopause has impacted their mental health. Like this is a huge statistic. It's a massive statistic, Sinead. I mean, and it doesn't surprise me, to be honest, because anecdotally, I would have... um, suspected that very strongly and um, mm. from my personal perspective I'm 55 years old now and I started suffering the rigors of menopause uh, the first year of COVID in 2020 and my mental health took a mammoth battering at that time uh, which was uh, I suppose interesting is the word I can use now uh, retrospectively yeah. um, given that for example I wasn't something thank God somebody, should I say, thank God, whoever suffered from any mental health or depression style issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a, a shocking but not altogether surprising result. Yeah, because you, you speak about yourself, Sinead, and you reported feeling this intense brain fog with the onset, which impacted you greatly. Yeah. Can you describe, can you paint a picture of what that was actually like day to day for you? I can, of course. So I would say, so just to kind of uh, sort of work back a little bit from Mm. that, in 2019, I was in perimenopause. So standard, if you like, um, uh, symptoms of that. So, you know, a period becoming less frequent, etc. And I also had, uh, you know, some hot flushes and and experienced that kind of stuff. But to be honest with you, Sinead, I was thinking to myself, I'm getting away with murder here. Like this is quite manageable. Um, however, I'd say around March, April of 2020, brain fog started kicking in for me. Now, brain fog as a term doesn't sound all that scary. However, in, menop- in menopause, it can, not for everybody, it can manifest itself on a spectrum. So you can either be one of these people that has occasional forgetfulness, and obviously they can see a change, or you can be somebody, unfortunately, like me, who's up the other end of the spectrum, to the point, Sinead, that I truly believed that I was developing early onset dementia. Wow. Um, it was extremely distressing. I couldn't manage my job. I couldn't manage my life. 
And I, I, it really upset, and t- as they say, my mental health took a major hammering because I was extremely worried that something very significantly um, dreadful was happening to me. And although I had a pretty rounded education at that point in terms of menopause symptoms, my brain fog was so severe that I didn't make a correlation between mm. what I was experiencing and menopause. I just thought simply, this is the be- like this is the beginning of the cognitive end for me. It was really, it was really that stark. But I came to realise through speaking to other women and obviously through my work on the summit that this mm. is something that is, I suppose, way more common than we would have previously been led to believe. So I'm not surprised with 58% of our respondents coming back and saying that, um, you know, it has adversely affected their mental health. And this is the point of this. It's about raising awareness. It's about talking, open up the conversation about this. Because like you say, like, okay, slowly but surely, I myself am getting educated about this. But it needs to nearly go all the way back to puberty, I would say, Sinead, in schools, where we're saying this is the changes that are happening to your body. And by the way, down the road, this is also what's going to happen to you. I couldn't agree more, Sinead. And just in terms of the survey, for example, 66% of our respondents um, believe that the that menopause as a as a subject within biology or or um, sex education is something that should be taught um, as part of the school curriculum. The bottom line here is that everyone in the world will go through puberty, and 50% of the world's population, if they're lucky, as I always throw this in, lucky enough to reach this point in their life, Mm. will go through menopause. This is a natural um, transition for 50% of of the human population on the planet. So we all understand, Sinead, you know, the historical stigma and shame and all that business that went on, but I'm sorry now, that's had its day, okay? This is a real thing that really affects women's lives, and, you know, from, from, you know, the work that I have done and the work that my colleague Shell and I do on the summit and all the people that we speak to, it's not just back in, to use the old phrase, Sinead, a woman's problem. Oh, you know, I shudder when I hear that now. I just, I, I know. Yeah, so, I really do. Yeah. Like, seriously, this is a problem for the women. This is a problem for intimate, familial friendships, mm. all kinds of relationships. This is a serious issue for the workplace. So you don't want to wave goodbye to people who have 20, 30 years experience because you haven't included some very simple um, accommodations for them as part of your overall sort of employment policy situation. So it's a major, major problem and it is absolutely something that beyond the shadow of a doubt should be taught in schools. It's crazy that it isn't. Yeah, and you mentioned work uh, workforce there and in employers and I think there are some companies out there that have taken steps to put supports in place uh, for yes. women during the, the menopause journey but we, we need more of this and we also need companies to shout about the fact that they're doing this as well. Yeah, we couldn't agree more. So when, when we were putting the summit together, um, Sinead, which uh, I suppose, again, uh, in retrospect, I, it's good that I kind of experienced all of this nightmarish mm. stuff because it really informed um, the, the agenda of the event. So, for example, as part of this brain fog situation, 
I thought my career is over. I yeah. truly thought that. I thought I can't manage to keep all the balls in the air anymore. And this you know, Sinead, an sorry nightmare. to cut across you there now, you're yeah. not the first uh, professional, you know, career-driven woman that I've had on this show to express that as well. And this is something that I've really taken on board as well as I now head towards my 40s. I know it's still early days, but it's something that, yeah. that's the thing that concerns me a lot as well, is this idea mm. of I'm on the, you know, what am I going to do with my professional professional life you know how am I well how will I be seen in the workplace again now how will I be seen in the workplace you know these are all real issues for women to be facing Sinead, I could talk to you all day long about this on the radio if you had all the time right so you're absolutely right um you know uh, like from again just touching on my own experience I would have always considered myself you know, uh, pretty capable, pretty confident, pretty diligent. And what's really shocking, and again, I I must emphasize here, Sinead, that not everybody is going to suffer brain fog, okay? Okay. So it's not an an automatic thing that happens, but it is a very common phenomenon. So, you know, you you, you kind of, I won't say you wake up one morning, it's gradual, but gradual at a pace, if you know what I mean. And, I mean, you, Sinead, so you're a a woman in her early 40s. Can Mm. you imagine in three months' time being, feeling completely, completely incapable of managing your professional life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's shocking. It is scary it's, stuff, yeah. It's, it's scary stuff. So getting back to the, the workplace piece, when, when we were putting the agenda together for the National Menopause Summit, what we wanted to do as well as offering people who attend clinical, evidence-based advice, I have mm. no stomach for any of the other stuff, right? Mm. Just evidence-based advice, was we also advocate for a new norm across the Irish workplace for the mass introduction of uh, menopause supports. Now, to be fair, okay, um, a huge amount of organisations have taken that on board because Mm. they understand, Sinead, the value of their women in menopause in terms of their contribution to the organisation that they work with. So if you consider that I'm 20 years selling houses nursing, 20 years of solicitor. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. a major problem if I go, you know what, lads, I can't manage this anymore, so I'm walking out the door. That's all that knowledge, all that experience walking out the door. So to be fair, a huge amount of organisations have done a lot of work in this regard, and the government are also doing um, a lot of work in this regard. We had a uh, um, Minister Roderick O'Gorman uh, delivered the closing speech at the National Menopause Summit in Cork last October and um, his department have literally announced that they're doing a, a huge amount of research around menstrual and menopause sports to inform employers. Mm. So, you know, again, this is, uh, I always describe all of these fantastic um, positive um, developments around menopause is the genie in the lamp. It's out of the lamp now, lads. We're not putting it back in the lamp. Yeah. Everybody needs to get with the program. Yeah. And it's kind of as simple as that. So what we do in the summit as part of menopause in the workplace, Sinead, is we have barristers, HR professionals, business and union leaders, literally giving education and empowerment to our business attendees in terms of how they go about doing this. You know, it's mm-hmm. not difficult. Uh, but you don't know what you don't know. I think that's a fair remark. Yeah. So when they leave the summit, that particular cohort of our delegates, they are fully armed in, you know, with regard to all the information that they need to instigate these supports. And people who are there not on behalf of their companies. So, for example, you know, if you booked a ticket, Sinead, just as yourself as a private individual, the likelihood is that you are working and you can bring what you've learned to the summit from the workplace piece as well 
back to your employer and go, okay, I mightn't be in HR, I mightn't be the management team, but guess what? I was at this and this sounds like a good idea. So it works from both sides, yeah. if you know what I mean. Absolutely, absolutely. So tell me, because the, the, the inaugural event for this, and by the way, I love yeah. that you had this fantastic brainwave. You had a light bulb moment in the midst of your brain fog shit <laughs> for, this, <laughs> for this summit. And it was hugely, hugely successful. I mean, you are coming to Dublin's Aviva Stadium for two I dates know. now this year, I which know. is huge. So talk to me about this year's event and what else we can expect from it. Absolutely. So we're, we uh, we're basically we're in the Aviva for two days. We had a huge, just very quickly, Sinead, last year was just phenomenal. We had, we sold out a month in advance yeah. of the inaugural summit, which took place in the Mansion House. We had the amazing Davina McCall at that. Davina is just a star. She's fabulous. Uh, we sold out a month in advance. We had 520 people at that. After that, I had originally intended on just running the National Menopause Summit in Dublin as an annual event, but we were reached out to by city councils and lots and lots of people around the country after the Dublin event. So we ended up bringing it to Cork then, and we had over 700 people. It's a bigger venue, the, the um, City Hall in Cork, mm-hmm. and the round room. Over 700 people there. We, you know, sold out, etc. So, yes, we're going to the big, big leagues now. So we're in the Aviva <laughs> Stadium on the 11th and 12th of April. And just to note, Sinead, so the, the people listening, you don't need a ticket for two days. We okay. are running the same program across both days. Okay. So you can check out effectively which date works for you. So... I suppose what's very exciting about the Aviva Stadium, apart from the fact that it's the Aviva Stadium, um, and we all know how exciting that is, but um, basically we're going to have a main stage where we will roll out our agenda. The agenda goes live on the site at the back end of next week, okay? But then it's also in addition to the huge agenda that we roll out on the main stage, we will be doing breakout sessions in the corporate boxes in the Aviva Stadium. So there will be additional information. So what I'm trying to do here today is shoehorn as much fact-based learnings and and all of that good stuff around perimenopause and menopause into an eight-hour day. So it's a challenge, but a challenge I'm delighted to to take on board. Fantastic. No better woman for the job, that's for sure. I'm going to, I, I, I've get, getting a message, a good few messages in, but this one is really resonating with me uh, on 086 658 I worked for a public service company when menopause started. I was crying, felt sick, wanted to die, basically. I called the doctor, he did the bloods and called me the next day and told me I'd hit menopause at 100 miles an hour. First thing is you need time work off to adjust says this doctor which was good. Uh, I got a counsellor through work and she was brilliant. Then I went to um uh, a referee from work well I could I tell you I couldn't believe she was a woman she told me I would be better off to take a few antidepressants and go back to work oh. than be at home thinking about it now we could be here all day as well talking about uh, you know so called uh, people professionals and in inverted commas there uh, uh, dismissing women with regards to all of this yeah. are, are we seeing any change actually in that area Sinead? We are. I mean, I would have to say, Sinead, probably not at the, at the pace that we would love to mm. see it at, but we are seeing a change. And you know what? One of the major problems, and, and again, this is something that I learned through working with the eminent and amazing people that we have as our speakers um, uh, and panellists at the National Menopause Summit and the people more on the clinical and research and development side, uh, don't quote me on this, says she, on the radio, right? But <laughs> it wasn't until the late 80s 
that um, research was done on female health. So yeah. traditionally speaking, back in the day, I'm talking hundreds of years ago, you know, when science and medical research started, it was only done on men, okay? So yeah. that's all it was done on. So women were considered, I suppose, from a, from a, as part of this species as almost a small man, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So there was a huge amount of, of obviously, lack of information as a result of that. So what has happened um, is, you know, uh, because a lot of doctors weren't really, um, I suppose, uh, you know, sort of educated. Mm. It, was, it was a very short little touch situation, I believe, from the doctors we worked with back in the day. Menopause, like, got five minutes, relatively yeah. speaking, in a seven-year training situation. Um, a lot of women, obviously, were presenting with... Um, you know, psychological issues like depression, like feeling down, like brain fog. And the feeling was, you know, um, prescribed antidepressants. Mm. But sure, look, we know now, thank God. And I'm so sorry for that lady and her experience. But again, it's not uncommon that um, really, you know, hormones, if you're lucky enough to be able to take HRT, which most people will, should be. But again, I'm not a doctor. You need to discuss that with your doctor. In time, that will sort out quite a lot of these problems for you, you know. And just to note as well, which is a wonderful thing that I learned at our inaugural summit by Dr. Sumi John um, made me aware of this. There is a a form that you can find online Mm. called the Green Scale, okay, Okay. G-R-E-E-N-E-S-C-A-L-E. And what it is, is it's it's a form where you can collate your menopause symptoms before you go into the GP, right? Okay. So it means that you can go in armed with... And they're all listed on it, right? Mm-hmm. You know the different physical or psychological, um, prob- you know, symptoms that you're experiencing as a result of your menopause. Because I think we all find, and God love GPs, Jesus, they they're under so much pressure, right? Yeah. Sometimes when we go in, we feel so under, but we forget half the stuff we want to say. Oh, so it's I like would the pressure. Yeah, <laughs> you forget exactly. everything. Yeah, so yeah. I, I would. Absolutely. So I would recommend that before you visit your your, your GP, should I say, um, that you download the green scale or it can also be called a menopause symptom checker okay. and do an audit on your symptoms. And when you go into your GP, at least you're ready to roll, don't have to waste time kind of trying to remember what your, what ails you. So I would strongly recommend that. And that form is actually on the National Menopause Summit site, so you oh, can fantastic. download it from our site. Yeah, Th- That's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I think what you're doing, Sinead, is just fantastic. It's going to help so, so many women. It really, really is a continued success with the uh, National Menopause Summit. And thank you so much for joining us today. No problem. Thanks, Sinead. Thank you so much. National Menopause Summit returning two days, okay? But as Sinead said, it's the same stuff both days, okay? So Thursday the 11th and Friday the the 12th of April, all of the details, nationalmenopausesummit.com. The 11 to 1 show. By the way, we didn't get into half of these uh, statistics and everything else that the survey actually revealed. All of it, though, is on uh, the the website there for you to have a look. Also, I think that was really important as well, that green scale form that uh, Sinead is talking about, or it's the menopause symptom checker. Again, you can find it there, nationalmenopausesummit.com. Now, getting back to the music, here's the four of us. There's the four of us with Mary. Want to dedicate that one to a very special lady in RD who's having a birthday today, Arena Carroll. 
Happy birthday to you. That's coming in from Nanny, Maggie, Grandad Mick, Martin, all the McGuinnesses and Cullen and especially Auntie Elaine who is home from the UK. Also not forgetting it says Sandra Carroll who's celebrating her birthday as well. So lots of love coming in for you too. LMFM Job Search with thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. Loud me, the Education Training Board invites applications from suitably qualified persons for the following position. It's a temporary staff officer, grade four and five panel. For more details and applications, check out careers.lmatb.ie or you can check out the local job section on lmfm.ie. The closing date for that one is the 18th of February. LMFM Job Search Going to take a quick break and we're back with music from Shakira The 11 to 1 show Shakira Hips Don't Lie If you missed this earlier on it's still up for grabs Yeah it's all with thanks to the Village Garden there on Main Street in Black Rock. They want to help get you sorted out for Valentine's Day. So no running to the petrol station this evening to grab an L wilted bunch of flowers. No, no. These guys have a stunning bouquet up for grabs. All you have to do is be the first person to run into the Village Garden shop, Main Street Black Rock and say happy Valentine's Day to Zoe from LMFM. Very simple. Get cracking. Off you go. Get in there and get the bouquet. It's absolutely stunning. I saw a picture over there. Happy Valentine's Day, Zoe from LMF. <laughs> First one in the door. Off you go. Uh, we had to get a bit Whitney in there somewhere. I want to dedicate that one to James and Maeve Carlin of Knobber. 43 years married today. Oh, yeah. El Romantics getting married on Valentine's Day. Hope you're having a fantastic day today. Now, coming up on tomorrow's show, the Irish is hitting the headlines again. Aoife Nimuelan will be back with us for Gael Galakela. It's essentially Aoife being amazing at Irish and me struggling my way through. But look, we... We're trying. We are trying. Thank you so much for your company today. Enjoy your Valentine's Day and I'll chat to you again tomorrow. Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.